seconds to play in the third as Foligno gets the puck in deep. Of booze, the horn will sound, and that will do it. The Wild stretch their winning streak to four and their point streak to nine, and the Flames losing streak to five. Final score here at Scotiabank Saddle Dome on this Saturday night. The Wild three, and the Flames nothing. Philip Gustafson with a 31 save shutout. The Bluebirds were out last night at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome as the Calgary Flames. Finished up a depressing homestand with an 0-3 record. Welcome to a special weekend edition of Sportsnet Today. It's Logan Gordon and Patrick Dumas along with you. We are coming at you from the score hockey range for a very special grand opening weekend. We'll tell you all about what we're doing here throughout the day. We are at 3320 9th Street Southeast for the grand opening weekend of the score hockey range. And Patrick, very happy to have you along for the ride yes. on this Sunday morning. Yeah, it's exciting. I was saying to, uh, to, to Leon here, I think it was one of our first live shows on a weekend since pre-pandemic so that's pretty crazy to be here yes uh we'll tell you more about what we're doing here with uh, score hockey range throughout the afternoon but you're with us for the next three hours on a special weekend edition of sportsnet today and patrick nowhere else for us to start but last night at the scotiabank <laughs> saddle dome you heard it in the clip last uh played there uh the final call from Derek wills on the broadcast last night uh the bluebirds rained down and a lot of the times I find in those situations you can kind of be on the fence of whether or not the boos are deserved. And there are always people on the side of that, you know, Patrick, that are, hey, oh, you know, the boos are a bit much. I didn't think last night it was a bit much. I thought that uh, the boo birds raining down was well-deserved from what was a, a pretty stunning lack of effort from the Calgary Flames last night. Yeah, you, we can point to uh, the Boston-Toronto games and, like, you know, those are elite groups in the NHL and, you know, you're able to get one point out of those two matchups there. But, you know, last night was a game that you needed to have. That's a team you're chasing. That's a Western Conference opponent that you could potentially face come postseason. And... That was might have been one of the like I don't want to say maybe it was one of their worst efforts, but it was definitely one of the more. Um, I would say it was one of the worst. You think worst it was efforts one of the worst? Yeah, I, I put so. it right there, maybe with Chicago and Colorado games. It was just it just felt like a team that has just we saw it in Coleman's uh, post game after the game on Tuesday or on on Thursday there after the Leafs game. It's this is a broken team. This is a hurt team that just like it went wrong for them. Real early here, and they were never able to get out of this mess. And now, what is it, seven points now? Um, you're running out of games. The team that is supposedly selling the Nashville Predators has now passed you in the standings. Um, the fans had every right to do that last night. I think it was the first time. You know, we've heard boos coming out of, like, you know, a bad first period, a bad second period, whatnot. But that was about a minute 48 left in that game. They started letting them hear that. And I, I'm, uh, you know, Fair on the fans that that they deserved. Uh, they did. They were allowed to do that. Yeah, as far as the standings go, it's not pretty for the Calgary Flames given the results on this homestand. Uh, as you mentioned, there the Predators have taken over them uh, with three games in hand. Now mm-hmm. you're almost equal distance away from Nashville, the team ahead of you, Patrick, and St. Louis, the team behind you. Uh, <laughs> and St. Louis is eight points behind the Calgary Flames right now, and that's why. Last night, if you were on social media, you were probably one of the people to hear about, oh, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes have uh, begun for the Calgary Flames. I'm not going to go that far, 
they are a good 20 to 21 points clear of some of the teams yeah. that have been digging that hole all year long. Like you go but with... if you're going to have efforts like that yeah. down the stretch here in these last 19 games, you're certainly going to be closer to the Bedard sweepstakes than you are to the playoffs. That's what bugged me the most about last night, Patrick, was, you know, and I said this to you earlier, I think you can lose to Toronto, you yep. can lose to Boston. Those are good teams. Oh, yeah. Those are good playoff teams. But I, I the nights where the passion and the energy is lacking when you're trying to catch Minnesota, that to me is a massive red flag for this team. Yep. If you're not willing to get up for, for last night, mm-hmm. what what is it going to take for you? To, I don't know that there is a game you're going to get up for no. in the last 19. No, and when they, they talk about how they have the second or second strength, easiest strength of schedule the rest of the way, I don't think it matters anymore, Logan. I, I just This is a team that has been playing like this since, I would say, that Eastern Conference road trip in December when they went out east there to Toronto and, and Montreal. That was, I think really the time where this team just it just did feel like it was going to happen for well them. post all-star break's been a nightmare for yeah. them if you want to you know really pin down a relevant date yeah yeah not that not that the rest of the season has been a shining example yeah. of flames hockey either uh but you know we, we came back from the break and they had that outstanding matchup on monday night against the new york rangers uh, that everyone was mm-hmm. talking about. It was the buzz of the NHL, mm-hmm. and the rest of that road trip doesn't go their way. They have the depressing loss in overtime against Ottawa. They lose to Detroit twice in a week. The rebound matchup against New York, they pick up a win, mm-hmm. but then they lose it to Philadelphia, Yep. right? Come back with a big win against the Arizona Coyotes. You find a way to lose against the Vegas Golden Knights. Then all of a sudden, the murderer's row comes to town. You're dealing with Colorado on the road. You're dealing with Boston and Toronto at home. And there just hasn't been enough momentum from this group in any way, shape, or form. I, I'm using yeah. the All-Star break as a recent example, yep. but go back to the start of the year, really, when they got off to that 5-1 and one start, Patrick. Mm-hmm. That's when it was best for this team, and it hasn't gotten back to that point at any, at any situation in my mind. No, like, you really want to, like, I, Lou, Lou does this, and I think that we do this with a lot of the Canadian teams here in this country, is we break it down into little one-game seasons. We can remember almost all the bad losses with this team. You go back to that Seattle game, mm-hmm. the end of early November. They had the what the four-two lead heading into the third, or something like that. It was they had a double, they had a lead, they had a good lead, and then Seattle came back on them, and it was just felt like it was never the same. They went into a they lost. What is that? Was uh, Edmonton? Was three, four, five? That was a seven-game losing streak. Seattle was a second loss in that. Well, and you, you know we talk about this team's inability to to get on a winning streak of more than three games. Mm-hmm. That's continued. It I hasn't just, been done since December. No, it hasn't. And <laughs> you know we can joke, and the coach can sarcastically say, "Well, we need to win twenty on our way out." Win one at this point. <laughs> I'm not even. Yeah. You know, it, it'll, it'll sound facetious with me saying that, but I'm, I'm trying to be. Serious about it, but you win one, and I know it sucks because you had good efforts mm-hmm. against Boston. You probably should have come out on top, but guess what? That happens against the best team in the league. Toronto, again, good team. I thought you put up a, a good enough effort, mm-hmm. but you've scored one goal in two games. It's not enough for anybody. It doesn't matter who you are when you think you are. If Boston scores one goal in two games, Patrick, they're probably going to come out on the losing end of it too. Yeah, it's, it's the way it goes, and you can – we point to the stars on this team, or the supposed stars, like Jonathan Huberto. Man, that guy was was invisible last night. The, the shots, he he didn't take a shot. 
32 games this year, his he has gone pointless. 32 games for a guy that is about to be making $10.5 million in a matter of a few months. Yeah, it's just, it's not good enough. Um, you know, if, if we want to look for some of the positives from last night, I did think <laughs> Jacob Markstrom yeah. was strong. Again. Uh, once again, that's that's probably been the biggest thing since that Boston game. You know, Daryl Sutter came out and said, look, we're going to give the ball to Jacob Markstrom, and he's going to be asked to run with it for a while. He's done very well, but it, it, again, uh, you know, beating a dead horse here, Patrick. <laughs> Go back to what it was before. Uh, Derek's been the one, Derek Wills, the play-by-play voice of the Calgary Flames, has been the one that's told us this, you know, since, what, November? The run support hasn't been there. Even when the goaltenders have been good, or especially in this case, Jacob Markstrom, he wasn't getting the run support. Well, flashback to what we've already seen this season, two good games from Jacob Markstrom, (laughs) and absolutely the margin for error has been zero. Yep. Zero. For a guy that's not having a good year, that's a really tough ask. Yep. Yeah, he's playing some of his best hockey right now, and they're they're doing what they have all year. Is not getting that big goal. They're getting the big save, and nowadays, right now, but they're not getting that goal, and it doesn't get easier. It's Dallas tomorrow, and they're they're really good. Oh, you right mean now. Dallas, who's uh, top of the Western Conference? Yeah, eighty-one right now? points. Yeah. They had a little lull there, but they've been winning games here over the last week, getting back to where they want to be. Max Domi's that ad is going to make them even better, I think. I I, I, I I put this out on Twitter. I'm like, what, what's the harm in just letting this thing tank out for the night, last 19 games, Logan? Like, really? What's the harm? I don't know that there's harm in it necessarily. Like, you're not we get it, You're but, not going to be the worst team in the league. You, you lose No, the but I, I also don't know that you have the personnel in place to do that. To let that happen. Yeah. I don't think the coach would let it happen. That's, that's my biggest one is yeah. I don't think – and until they're mathematically eliminated, they're going to try every night to get even, into this thing. Even then, you know, and I, I heard the conversation last night on the Flames Talk postgame show with Pat uh, and Derek and Lou and the, the calls and the texts and, you know, you know, let's see Rosicka down the stretch. Let's see Phillips down the stretch. I'm with you. They only got two but, call, two but regular think, call-ups left. The rest is emergency. They can't. But be just, do I? Oh, no, yes, you're yeah. right. You can't blow it on on, on yeah. that right away, too. Yeah. But uh, it came back to the Phillips and the Pelche conversation that we had earlier this year. Yeah. It's a great conversation to have if they're going to play. Mm-hmm. I don't have any reason to think, even with ten games left in the season, I, I don't know what Daryl's response would be. Mm-hmm. Even if you are mathematically eliminated, can can Brad? And the management staff go to Daryl and say, hey, look, we need to evaluate the next 10 games of the season. And for us, that means bringing up some young guys and playing them in prominent roles. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. I don't know what his answer would be. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like pulling teeth just to get Pelche into the lineup and into a relevant role. And, he's and showing... look, what's happened, look what's happened now. Exactly. It's worked out really well. Matthew Phillips had his, what, two games there during that uh, Ontario-Quebec when they went Columbus, Montreal, yeah, Toronto? Yeah, if you want to call it that. That was what sure. Phillips had. I mean, yeah, like, I believe over the next ten games you will definitely see, I mean, there's Dallas twice in there, Ottawa's in there, Vegas is in there, L.A. is in there, and some good groups in there that that, you, that Calgary can get on a run when six of their next four, six of their next ten, but again, it's like they haven't done it all years, so why am I trying to say this now? But... Yeah, it's it, it's 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 interesting. Like, I wonder how Brad True Living is 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 thinking about it over the last, next nineteen. 
The front office doesn't have a contract for next year. Daryl Sutter's the only one that has a contract for next year. I think we've had at points this year there's a, there is a giant philosophical difference between how the front office wants to run this thing and how Daryl wants to run this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I yeah, you could you could you could try call up Phillips, you could try call up Ruzichka. I mean, we're still going to get oh, maybe Dustin Wolf should get a game or two here at the end. It's <laughs> I get it. It's the fan base is it sucks. It really does suck. You know, after what last year was to what it is now, I get the whole, like, you want to jump off the cliff. Uh, you can join the conversation. It's uh, Patrick Dumont and Logan Gordon along with you, a special weekend edition of Sportsnet today, 960-960, the fan feedback line. If you want to join the conversation, there will be lots of Calgary Flames talk over the next three hours with Patrick and myself right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. But we're uh, very proud to be here uh, at the score hockey range this weekend mm-hmm. for their grand opening weekend uh patrick they're open here at 11 o'clock going through they've got raffle prizes all weekend long and this is a really cool opportunity for us to be here at one mm-hmm. of the new premier ways to help develop your hockey skills and that's really what score hockey range is we got a first-hand tour of the facilities mm-hmm. today and you know if you we, I thought coming in, as we looked at the website and everything, I thought, oh, this is going to be like a, a driving range for golf, right? Yeah, like, or I thought a, a like batting a cage. Golf. Yeah, I thought it was going to be yeah. something like that. But the level of precision and development here mm-hmm. kind of takes it to that next level. It, don't get me wrong. It's a great, fun activity. If yeah. you're looking, you've got some hockey friends and you're looking to sharpen your skills, mm-hmm. this would be the perfect place to do that. But also, if you're a team looking for that next edge, if you're a young player, girl or boy looking to get that edge, yep. this is going to be one of the premier spots to do that in. Uh, they've got essentially lining it up like it's batting cages yep. or uh, a driving range, except for hockey, yep. right? And advanced technology to help you with uh, your stick flex, all that sort of stuff. That's what Score Hockey Range uh, is all about, and their grand opening weekend is here, 3320 9th Street Southeast. That's where we are broadcasting from on this Sunday morning slash afternoon. It's a pretty it's an yeah, interesting it's, place here, for it's sure. It's a cool environment here, for sure. They got You You come in, you see like they got a little merch area where you can buy some Score Hockey uh, Range uh, hats, toques, golf shirts, everything. Got some BioSteel here as well. But, yeah, you go into the back, they've got about 12 lanes, uh, about, I don't know, maybe 10 feet in length or so, where you get a net, you can have targets, and then they have the rapid shot hockey training system, which is like, it's like a, it's a booth almost. You get in there, and it, you can download an app, and it'll measure your, your flex, your speed, uh, just everything you goes into a shot. It, it's, pre, it's a premium dry land training facility. You know, there, you don't need your skates in here. You just, you, but you can have your skates. You can have your skates. That's the good thing as well. But it, it is. It's just, just developing skills. They've got the little mini rink as well, which you know can definitely hone some skills coaching and tight corners and stuff like that. Really cool uh, place here for sure down in the in the high field industrial area. I believe this is what it's called. So, yeah, uh, score hockey range. It's really awesome to be here. Yeah, and if you're, if you're wondering mm. uh, what it's like and you're hearing us on the radio, uh, do yourself a favor if you're curious at all. Either check them out at scorehockeyrange.com 
or just come down and take a look firsthand, Patrick. It can be a bit hard to describe yeah. over the radio exactly what they're doing here, but uh, 100% of the time you're going to want to come out and see it. That rapid shot booth that you talked about, super cool. They're going to feed you passes at different speeds. And the Hitmen were here yesterday. The Calgary Hitmen were here <laughs> yesterday having a bunch of fun. They're on your airwaves uh, a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, so you know the kind of uh, excellence level that we're uh, talking about mm-hmm. here at Score Hockey Range. So we'll be talking about this experience all afternoon afternoon log, all morning and afternoon log, I should say, and uh, we'll check in with a couple people from around here, too, and get a feel for uh, just what you can expect when you come see us here at the SCORE Hockey Range. It is uh, Logan Gordon, Patrick Jumas along with you. Uh, Alex Brody is our producer this morning. Broads, we're checking in with you for the first time uh, from our downtown studio. How's it going today, pal? Cool. Oh, I, I, you can tell (laughs) it's the weekend. I didn't put up the fader. (laughs) I'm doing well, guys. It's it's good to be on on the air with you, and super excited to see what's going on at at the hockey range there. I looked at their their Twitter page. It seems like a really really cool atmosphere. It is. It's going to be one of those uh, group things that maybe I can convince the boss to have us out for a for a, a group session to see which one of us is the uh, ultimate sniper. Hopefully, we got enough lefty sticks, right? Yeah, the there's a couple of us lefties in here that will uh, will work out. But yeah, it's you know, it, it's one of those things, Alex, where it would be a really fun event for us to go out as a group, but also you know, hey, if you were a team and you're looking for that, oh, yeah. that little extra edge, that little extra punch in your game, uh, this would be one of those places to look at. Because let's be honest, ice time can be hard to come mm-hmm. around. Hockey schools, hockey, t- all this stuff is, is really hard to come by. And for Calgary to have another premier spot like this mm-hmm. where you can come and get that on-ice experience and try and find another way to hold your game. Because let's be honest, the days, Patrick, of just shooting at the driveway, oh, yeah. at the garage door at mom and dad's house, those have gone you know, by the wayside. This mm-hmm. is If you're looking to take that next step, yep. male or female, you've got to you know, present that to what it is too if you're – trying to improve your game these are the kind of places yep. that you're going to want to go so uh it's a great setup we're really excited to be here can't wait for uh for grand opening weekend to kick off just after 11 o'clock uh he's patrick dumas i'm logan gordon we'll take a break and come back on the other side we'll take a look at a busy out-of-town scoreboard from last night bad news for flames fans uh it didn't help you whatsoever when it came to the flames and their slim playoff hopes we'll dive into that next here on sportsnet 960 the fan Thanks for tuning in to a special weekend edition of Sportsnet Today. Logan Gordon, Patrick Dumas along with you, Patty D. Nice to be back in the chair with you, pal. Yes, it's been a while. It has been, but uh, we always have a good time. Thanks for tuning in on this Sunday morning. We are live at the Score Hockey Range, uh, 3320th Street Southeast, uh, here for their grand opening weekend. We've talked a bit about it uh, today, and we'll continue to talk about it throughout the afternoon. Uh, open at 11 a.m. today, so if you want to come by, say hello, check out the facilities, feel free to come say hi to uh, to Patrick in person. He loves hugs <laughs> and will not say no to any sort of personal contact. <laughs> you put words about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe ask uh, Amy. Amy, our uh, lovely promo coordinator, uh, she likes hugs, and you can come give her a hug uh, as you come check out Score Hockey Range. <laughs> Uh, 3320 uh, 9th Street, Southeast. Patrick, we uh, started the show off obviously talking about the Calgary Flames and a disappointing loss last night to the Minnesota Wild. And perhaps the uh, the main reason, 
uh, not only, I won't say the main reason, but one reason for sure that it would have been even more of a gut punch for Flames fans last night. Uh, disappointing result on the ice for the Flames yeah. and the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, but check out the out-of-town scoreboard from a busy Saturday night in the NHL, and it only gets worse for the Flames. Yeah, and it's been like that for the last few nights. Uh, not a lot of help for the Flames. I mean, they got to help themselves, too. But uh, uh, the teams that they have to leapfrog are winning, uh, obviously, Winnipeg and Edmonton last night. That was a that was a tough one on either side of the rope. Seattle keeps winning despite their, their goaltending. They keep on finding ways. Same with Los Angeles as well. It's... Uh, it's a little disappointing for sure, but I mean, hey, you, you can't. Uh, <laughs> this is how it was going to be. Like the Flames can only do so much, and they're not doing a lot right now, and they can't help themselves with uh, what's going on elsewhere. Well, let's check in on a couple of those situations from around the league last night, Patrick, and uh, specifically with the teams. I guess I'll say around the Flames. Yeah. I don't know that chasing is the appropriate word of this term, but yeah, I guess that works. Let's check in uh, on a couple of those teams. And how about uh, one of the teams of the Flames we'll see next, Patrick? The Dallas Stars, the West leading yeah. Dallas Stars with an absolute statement game last night against the Colorado Avalanche. And who else would score for them but Jason Robertson? And swept out to the blue line by Rodriguez, who gets a return. Comes together with Essa Lindell, and Lindell fights him for the puck. Kept alive, Pavelski, a drop pass, hints, back to Robertson, shoots, and scores! Robertson, as hints and Pavelski do work as well in the offensive zone, and Dallas has the early lead. Jason Robertson scores two goals, has three points on the night, his 36th and 37th goals of the year. Stars score seven goals, Patrick, mm-hmm. and down the Avs by a 7-3 score. Uh, don't look now, but this does not appear to be the same Dallas team that the Calgary Flames took on last yeah. year that was simply riding the coattails of an unbelievable <laughs> season from Jake Ottinger. Ottinger's been great, don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic part of that team. But the, some of the old guys that we mm-hmm. wondered about, Ben, Sagan, are coming around. And that guy who we just heard score, uh, Jason Robertson, is clearly uh, one of the future stars in the National Hockey Yeah, Jason Robertson's uh, an elite player. Uh, he's going to get close to 50 probably this year uh, for sure. Again, he's, he's, he's right probably behind McDavid as a, as a true, like, real sniper guy right now that can – one of the best goal scorers in the league right now. What about Colorado here? Like, I was – we always thought this week, like, yeah, it was just a matter of time before Colorado catches Dallas. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think this is Dallas's division to lose. And uh, with Colorado, it, it is a little worrisome right now. They just got Kyle McCarr back, which whether or not you, you agree with how him playing right now, I was never a fan of him coming back as quick as Lee, quickly as he did. But that's just uh, the way this game goes. And obviously he's one of your most important players. You want him in the lineup for sure. And with the injuries that they've had, you can't have any more big names out of the lineup. But you feel like right now with Colorado, it's like that bottom pair defensively right now with Jack. What are they? It's Jack Johnson and, oh, God, uh, Brad Hunt, I think, is their bottom pair defense right now with Colorado. They're going to they, – they, they, they're having some trouble. In games that aren't really – you know, Gorgiev is the guy, but Colorado's – it feels like once they get in, it'll be fine. But right now it's more just like – yeah, I, they just got to get there. Yeah, I'm not as worried, I, I think, as you are about them. I do think that, I think part of it is is what you mentioned there, and the fact that this team hasn't been together for any significant period this year. Yeah. So, 
I think you're going to have nights like last night. For me, last night's more about Dallas than it is about Colorado yeah. because that's such a, a huge game at home a big for, for Dallas, Dallas to, you know, sort of say, hey, you guys are talking about the Eastern Conference and how good they are. We've got a couple good teams out west, and Dallas, you know, fancies themselves as one of those teams. Mm-hmm. They made a trade deadline acquisition. They went out and got Max Domi. I love it. Uh, he played last night uh, just about 16 minutes and 12 seconds of ice time for Domi. No goals. No assist. He winds up taking a penalty, two shots on goal, uh, one hit, one giveaway, one takeaway on the night for mm-hmm. the new number 18 in Dallas. I think that's a nice fit there. But yeah, they do have a good mix of youth, veteran ability, and skill there in Dallas. That's a good, that's a team that, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they're representing the Western Conference in the uh, Stanley Cup. As sure. far as the Colorado side, Lars Eller, who I thought was a sneaky good pickup for them at the trade deadline as well. Uh, around that time, I should say. He uh, played last night for Colorado, 1443 of ice time, no points for Eller. Who had the face-off circle. That's yeah, and that's really, um, yeah. they've got other guys to score in Colorado, yeah. so no worry there. So uh, Dallas picks up a key two points in a thumping of the Colorado Avalanche. Elsewhere last night, uh, an all-Canadian matchup in Winnipeg between the Jets and the Oilers. Uh, this was a first one to blink, and you win it. Uh, which goaltender would eventually get a stop? Uh, it wound up being uh, a Jet who's having a fantastic year uh, who makes the ending difference in this one in what was a back-and-forth affair from Winnipeg. For the line, right side point, walking the line is Morrissey, in where the corner for Connor, back in by the net for Wheeler, out in front for Morrissey, winds up shooting, kicked away by Campbell, rebound, gobbled up in the backhand by Connor, back toward the line, Morrissey shoots, scores! With 1.2 seconds remaining in the second period, Josh Morrissey with his second of the night, 15th of the year, it's a power play goal, and Winnipeg leads at 6-4. to four. Oh, what a game last <laughs> night. Jets 7, Oilers 5. The Jets use a four-goal second period capped off by the 15th of the year from Josh Morrissey, as you just heard in that call, to help them down the Oilers last night. And there are some major concerns in goal going forward for the Edmonton Oilers because uh, Matthias Ekholm, I think, was a sneaky good ad. I like Nick Bugstad back there as well. Dumas, he gets a goal for the Oilers last night. But at the end of the day, neither one of those guys do what is going to be so key for the Mm -hmm. Oilers, and that's stop the puck. Jack Campbell, we thought he was coming back to earth a bit. Uh, Turns out we were wrong. (laughs) Uh, He's turned the page back into what's been a terrible season for him in Edmonton. Uh, 32 saves on 38 shots. That's an 842 save percentage. And... You stop two more of those, and you're pretty confident Edmonton can find a way to win that game. But Probably, yeah. man, is that a big worry for the Oilers heading into the postseason? Yeah, uh, like like any, it feels like any time the Jets and Oilers get together, it's one of these style of games for sure. You, they played 24 hours ago the night before in Edmonton. Uh, Winnipeg looked like absolute crap, and that's how it's been. They had lost five in a row. They played some of their worst hockey at the worst time. Um, but yeah, Edmonton. I think Jack Campbell. What is it? It's now twenty-eight goals. I think he's allowed in his last six starts. <laughs> that's, that's, it's too many. It's too many. And I get it. The Oilers can outscore a lot of that defensive deficiency. But man, come come postseason, when you're going to be playing against like like what's the matchup right now? Who they be getting in the first round? It would be Oilers? Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, it would be Vegas, and I, I think. 
I think I like them in, in a more series against Vegas than I would against Dallas, for sure. But I don't know that I like anything right now. I'm looking. I'm not trying to be anti-Oilers guy right now because that team, I love the Ekholm pickup. I thought that's exactly yeah. the kind of move that that team needed. Well, no, it's exactly but, They can't get a dang save to save their lives. No, exactly. Either that's, my biggest, that's my biggest worry with this team right now is, man, if you just had somebody – that was average at a, you know, for a long enough stretch. I don't know that Stuart Skinner can be asked to be that guy right now for this team. I think he could be one day, but right now, man, are you asking a lot, and Jack Campbell clearly doesn't have it. I think it, it is time for them to probably give Stuart Skinner the, a little bit more of a runway here uh, to get, this, get his game right heading into the postseason. Because if you're talking about this is the best year they have right now to go get a cup for 97, then... You have to do something. Well, with that the, the problem is, is you've, now you've quick. signed Campbell, right, for this massive yeah. contract, and it's five and a half for the next five years. What do you do to, so to move five point two five? It's not great, but well, you way. don't have cap space to go and get another guy, right? Not, this is the problem yeah. that you've kind of cornered yourself. So that's why I'm thinking it's more like it's time for Stuart Skinner to continue to develop. The guy was an all star. He has shown spurts this year that he could be the guy in Edmonton eventually. I think it's time for Stuart Skinner. Despite playing 7D last night, too, for Edmonton. Yeah, uh, and I think that's going to be the way they're going to go with the 11-7. and 7. Uh, They have DRNA. Kinda, well, the problem is, like is last night, Patrick, was it got exposed again that a couple of those guys yeah. aren't ready. We've seen no. that in Calgary sometimes when the game gets away from you. You have to shorten your bench. Yeah. It's a lot easier to shorten your bench when you have Ekholm, but you played 7D last night. Kulak under 15 minutes, under 9 minutes for DeHarnay, Broberg. 7:32. I have to yeah. get more than 7:32. And they like some Philip of these Broberg guys. supposedly. Yeah. Why is he playing 7:32? And I get it. The Jets are the Jets like to play that that run and gun style as well. But I don't know. That's that has to be fixed here soon. Otherwise, they're going to be out in the first round. Uh, an assist last night for Vladislav Nemestikov. Yes, he had a nice block shot too late in the game as well yeah. as Edmonton was. Just, that third period from the Oilers was just relentless. Nito Niederreiter with an assist as well right. in just over 20 and a half minutes of play. Looks yeah. Like he's going to get some real run in Winnipeg. He's going to get a lot of run. He, he's a guy that I think can play, you know, like he can, he can hit he can hit well, he can That'll score. That'll be a team high last night as well for uh, for time on ice for forwards for yeah. Niederreiter. Wow. Really good game for Niederreiter. I thought he's been he kind of was a little finding his way along here, but the last two games against Edmonton, I thought he's been pretty, he's been a lot more noticeable for sure. Um but yeah, it's 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 Winnipeg. They needed that one. That was a that was a five game losing streak that saw them. At one point, I believe they were leading the Central Division at the start of that, or at least within one point of Dallas. Now it's seen them fall into a uh, well, now back into a third place in the Central. But they're going to be duking it out with Colorado. It seems like for a wild card spot. Uh, so two bad results for Calgary last night. The Oilers don't do them any favors. At least it wasn't a four regulation uh, three point loss. Um, and uh, as we continued. Uh, to talk about, you know, teams that are suddenly ahead of the Calgary Flames. Uh, don't look now, but their <laughs> trade deadline acquisition in Nashville, question mark, uh, apparently helping them win games, including last night in Chicago. Blackhawks only come to Nashville once this year. We'll come in a couple weeks on a Thursday night and a tip-in goal. Tyson Berry shot it from the point. It broke a Blackhawks stick and went in. Tyson Berry is his first goal in gold. 2-1 Preds, 7.52 left in the second. Predators 3, Blackhawks 1, your game winner, Tyson Berry, <laughs> the former Oiler. Yeah. Who, I don't know, money throw in to help make this work. Doesn't feel like he's going to be a long-time Predator, Patrick. But sure enough, as you mentioned in our first segment, talking about the Flames, 
Now the Predators, with three games in hand in Calgary, <laughs> are a point up on the Flames thanks to a win in Chicago. What can you say, man? They've been better since they jettisoned everybody. It's unbelievable and how it, Nashville it, it, suddenly. It's scary because you know Matthias Ekholm. I, like, I he's Mister Predator to me. He's put him right up there with with Roman Yossi as like that's what Nashville Predator hockey is. Tanner know what he meant to that team. Yep. See you later. But like, need a rider. See you later. Yeah. Like like and, and Tina, like Tyson Berry. He was you know he left a spot like hey we're doing pretty good here. We're gonna be in the playoffs. Gonna be on a point. This was really good team in Edmonton. Now it's like whoa. Now I'm down in Nashville. And man, those three games in hand. Like I don't know if Nashville's actually gonna do this. Like, I don't think they will. It's just because of who these teams have to catch. If we don't think Calgary can do it, I don't think Nashville can do it. But it is just to show. Like the scariest say is. Getting some like it feels like you're not playing. You're playing with house money right now. You're, you well, got nothing to lose. That's the dangerous thing here in talking about. And they, and I, they got a good the goalie. Backs, they got a really good goalie. Yes, and that's you know that's part of the danger that we're talking here, Patrick, about these out of town scores that matter to the Flames. Is maybe Nashville doesn't make it, and maybe they don't. That that's very possible yeah. that they miss. Problem is, is now they're another team for the Flames to have to climb over. Mm. That's that's the hardest thing. The points are usually only half the battle it's getting points on nights where teams don't pick up points and now you've got three in hand against that or nashville has the three in hand on you yeah so you're worrying about the what ladder Colorado's just gets doing. tighter and you're worrying about nashville yeah it's you can't be worrying about nashville who sold off all of these assets and all of a sudden now <laughs> you have to if you're the uh, the calgary flames and uh the late one last night st louis and the los angeles kings uh no help here from the uh the blues uh they are in a similar spot to nashville but have been uh a little bit more on the selling side of things Mm -hmm. patrick uh they couldn't get a result done kings pick up a very important two points last night fiala passes to the doorstep oh bennington with the pad kept it out kopitar had an opportunity from point blank range Fiala, download of Velarde, waiting, he scores! Goals in three straight for Gabe Velarde, and he gives the Kings the lead on the power play. 4-2, your final last night, Kings over the Blues, two goals in the third period, including that one from Gabe Velarde, his 21st of the season. And the Kings pick up an very important two points, Patrick, in Jonas Corpusalo's <laughs> debut uh, as the goaltender of note for the LA Kings. Vladislav Gavrikov being 18.55 last night for the Kings. And when they made a big move and a big splash to move out a guy like Jonathan Quick, yeah. uh, you needed Corpusalo to come in and have a good start. Uh, he has that, and the Kings pick up an important two points. I wondered about Los Angeles and how they would react to the whole John Quick thing. I know John Quick's not the. Not the John Quick of old by far, but he was a glue guy in that dressing room. That's a guy that they won two cups with. He'll get a statue outside of Crypto.com Arena before you know it. But, man, they're playing some dang good hockey right now. It was 7-2-1 in their last 10. Uh, it's a yeah, team that three in a row. Does, is very stingy defensively. That Gavrikov uh, trade and the Corpusalo who they just needed to get out of Columbus because I believe in Jonas Corpusalo. I love Jonas Corpusalo. You give them a team like Los Angeles with how structurally they are defensively, and then you go out to Anzi Kopitar, man. He, what did he, he had four goals against the Jets earlier this mm-hmm. week. He's on another mission. I really like L.A., and I think it all started last year in that playoff series where they took the dang Oilers to seven games. 
And then, what, what are we doing? This is where they should be sweeping this stuff. But, no, that's a good coach team. Tom McClellan does a hell of a job there in Los Angeles. That's a scary team going forward. Yeah, if some of those veterans can. And they got a lot of prospects too. Yeah, well, they're just they're going to be better. Those guys have to take that next step, right? Yeah, Velarde is one that's done it. But we've talked about, uh, you know, Quinton Byfield. He's in the lineup last night, just twelve minutes. He has an assist. Okay, Rasmus Kupari, you're in the lineup, just seven twenty-four. You've got some good veterans, but if you can get one or two of those guys, young guys, to step up. Kind of like Dallas kind of was like Dallas last year where they had the young guys, like I said earlier, with the the good mix of veterans and young. Kind of seeing that in Los Angeles right now. You need more of it, though, because those Dallas guys really, like, Robertson's turned into a superstar. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, it's more like like Drew Doughty seemingly having another, like, as a second run on a career here, how he's been playing. And he started that last year a bit, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's good to see. Like, and I mean, Andy Kopitar, I think he wants to. I think he knows how open this Western Conference is, and how many more chances is he going to get at one of these? So, so those are the results uh, with the teams around the Calgary Flames last night, and it leaves them in an unenviable spot. Patrick, yeah, uh, they are two spots out of the final wild card spot that is currently held by the Colorado Avalanche. Flames are six points back of Colorado. Colorado maintains three games in hand. You also have to climb over Nashville, who is now a point ahead of you. They also have three games in hand. The Oilers, the lowest seed in the Pacific right now at 76 points. That is nine points clear of Calgary. Calgary with a game in hand on Edmonton. Uh, We talked about a couple of those teams. You know, Dallas leads the, the West now at 81 points. Los Angeles well clear of that at 80 points themselves this year. Um, the math just just isn't good for the Calgary Flames right now. Uh, as we mentioned, more teams to climb over, and as uh, a lot of people turned to last night, mm-hmm. and I don't blame them, Patrick. Uh, all of a sudden, looking at the reverse order of the standings, and you know, finding yourself just eight points ahead of the St. Louis Blues, who are well within tank mode this year, yeah. and hoping to fall further down the standings themselves. Yeah, it, it is that. It's that weird skirt of what you have to do in calgary right now where where it's like this is a really i think you have to look at it on both sides like they didn't sell off the big names we like as rumored as it was that guys are poking on the guys with two years left on their deal i thought no this is a team that needed to stand pat and just if you want to contend next year you can't do anything but I'm looking at it like we've talked about. It. We've talked to Jason Bukla, Sam Cosentino, tons of these guys that evaluate the drafts. And this is one of the best drafts ever. And it's not just like after, but yeah, you get you have your Connor Bedard, obviously. But after that, it's still you're gonna have to you're gonna have a chance at a superstar or at least a high top six player anywhere from between one and fifteen. It's that good of a draft. And we talk about the Flames; they're always been in that murky middle. That's been their game for so long. I just I just think it's just time, man. It's just you're looking at it. You didn't move your first. You know what this draft is like. And then you got you to think, like, Matthew Coronado has said he wants to come here as well. And that's a name you have to – I believe they still have enough – like, they do have enough like to get him signed as well for cap space as well. So that's, Yes, that's not a problem. That's they, not a problem. They could so. fit him in, and he would not take up a recall either, by the way. And I know there was – there was yeah, because essentially yeah, exactly. So he's not coming from the A. So. Exactly. So, I think it is time right now to maybe start looking at some things next year. And if it's changing up the lineup a little bit, I don't know. But it's just it's not going to happen. 
It's just it, it's not going to happen. But I also, you want to be like, do you want to be picking 16th, 15th? I think bring this thing down, but I know it's not going to, it, it feels like it's not going to happen right now with this. Well, point. and that's, you know. Again. But who knows? I mean, they've lost five in a row here. Yeah. Like, and and like, really, like, they're showing their, they're showing their most deep, like they're, they're really down, man. You see them on a nightly, when you go to those games, they look down, defeated. It doesn't look fun, man. Blake Coleman, that's a, that guy won two cups. With Tampa Bay, yeah, I, he's look, never been a. Like, this is this ain't right. I think it's. I, I do think you're you're right. It's, look, it was an unenviable spot for Brad Living because, as we even say today after these losses, you sit there and you look and you go, hey, you know, on one hand you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you can also look behind you, and you know, see the fall off not that far behind you. It's not a good spot to be in because it doesn't really lean towards buying. Or selling for this team, and that's kind of what they wound up doing at the trade deadline. So, to me, you know, the trade deadline was just one step for me, and I think a lot of people were mad saying, hey, you didn't sell off this, you didn't sell off that. Well, for my money, Patrick, you can still do that mm-hmm. in the offseason. Oh, yeah, I think. Like, don't. Yeah. Yes, this was the trade line deadline for doing it in season. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, there will still be time to evaluate guys who have that year left on oh, the yeah. clock, because that was the big talk, right? Zadorov, Backlund. Uh, to Foley, those kind of guys Hannafin. were the ones that you were talking Hannafin, right? Those were kind of the names that we were really discussing in depth heading into there. Just because they weren't traded the trade deadline doesn't mean that that won't be reevaluated mm-hmm. in the summer. So, uh, does it change maybe how you get to the end of the season? Sure, you're going to probably be more competitive with those guys in your lineup than not, and it might hold you back mm-hmm. from going full tank mode. But again, I don't think that this team was ever in that conversation. And despite how bad it's been this week, Patrick, the math to, to really put yourself in Connor Bedard territory, yeah. quote-unquote, it's not happening No, either. it's not going to happen. If you want to sit, you know, we can sit here, you and me, and have the conversation that the playoffs aren't happening, and I'm fully on board with that. I'm sorry, guys. The Connor Bedard sweepstakes around Calgary, I'm sorry to, you know, pour cold water. That's not happening either. Columbus and Chicago, they're 20 points back of you now can you be in the conversation to have the the two percent or three percent chance sure okay that's you know i i guess that's if that's the conversation that you want to have mm-hmm. sure but don't think for a second that this thing is getting to the point of uh where they're challenging columbus or something uh for the uh, you know the rights to have the best chances of getting that first overall pick because that's not happening either no no exactly this is uh, it's yeah, the, like the, like those teams at the bottom, they knew what their plan was all along. It was to sell, 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 and be as bad as possible to get your chances, do a good chance at one Connor McDavid. I also wonder, like you know, like how much of this, like, like who's we don't know. There's so much unknowns even at the draft. Who's the GM at the draft? Who's like that's another yeah, thing. Like there's, it's there's, this, there's so that, much so. question marks around this team and where it wants to go f- moving forward. And I know it's got a window here as long as these guys are under contract. But man, these Uyghur Huberto deals—they kick in here. It's going to make things a lot more difficult to get things done if that cap doesn't go up quite a bit. You know, it's it's we'd be thinking like two million maybe this year. So, like you're going to maybe have to move one of these names. That has a really good contract moving forward because it's just how else are you going to get business done in the offseason right now? 
Uh, he's Patrick Dumas. I'm Logan Gordon. We are here live at the Score Hockey Range, 33-20, 9th Street. Busy Southeast. It is getting busy. We're starting to pick up. We are just uh, a few minutes from opening here on mm-hmm. their grand opening weekend. They were open yesterday, 9-9, yep. nine to 11-6 nine, to six today. Uh, Score Hockey Range is a 10,000-square-foot shooting center right in the heart of Calgary. 14 total shooting lanes, 10 of which are straight-on lanes. You've got pucks. Targets, stick handling trainers, sling boards, two state-of-the-art rapid shot hockey training systems that will measure speed, quickness of your release, accuracy, flex, all that uh, on an app. They also have uh, in-house uh, development teachers and instructors who can help you with one-on-one uh, consultation, male yeah. and female. That's a huge thing uh, to promote around here, too. They've also got a mini rink at the back that you and me checked out. Mm-hmm. So don't worry, those goalies in your uh, on your teams, <laughs> if you're thinking, ah, I would love to come out, but what does Jaden and, and Brett do for the other? we got a little area for them, too. Uh, so everybody's uh, good to come out and uh, check us out here at the Score Hockey Range. That's where we're hanging out on this Sunday afternoon. And, yes, it's only getting busier. You can start to hear the pucks in behind us. Yep. Uh, and everybody's getting set to go. And we'll tell you more uh, about what we're doing here throughout the afternoon. 3320 9th Street Southeast for the special weekend edition of Sportsnet Today. Logan Gordon and Patrick Jumaw along with you. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. Uh, we mentioned a couple of those interesting names, Patrick, in those uh, out-of-town scoreboard results that we just talked about uh, when it comes to trade deadline acquisitions making their uh, debuts for teams over the last 24, 48 hours. Uh, we're going to do a classic exercise in sports radio. Okay. Winners and losers. Ooh, okay. Very early edition. Now, we're not even doing day of ones. We're giving ourselves a little bit of a cheating window. We give the three-week window we had? No, exactly. No, why would we ever do that, right? We give ourselves like 24, 48 hours so that we can cheat the system and see who's had good starts and then make ourselves look smarter than we actually are. That's all it's about for us. Yeah. Right? So we've done that. We've seen a couple games, and we can tell you who won the trade deadline, who lost the trade deadline 48 hours out. How will we do that? All right. Alex, can you do that? Will you uh, join us for that experiment next? Absolutely deal okay we're gonna come back trade deadline winners first and then we'll get you some trade deadline losers that's coming up as sportsnet today weekend edition mm-hmm. logan gordon patrick dumas and our outstanding producer alex brody with you here on sportsnet 960 the fan